This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to the uh, program, Ron Radosh. How are you, sir? here, Glenn. I'm honored. Uh, it's an honor to have you on. I love a man who um, uh, can come from such a distance as you have, um, a lot like well, my good seems, friend David like Horowitz. another lifetime, ha- ha- almost half a century ago. Yeah. Uh, I now must you, say it's funny because a lot of people are now calling me a communist simply because I'm opposed to Donald Trump's candidacy. which I think is rather hilarious. You know, we were, you know, it's funny, Ron, because we were talking about that. We didn't know where you stood on his candidacy. Um, But I want to, before we get into that, which we don't even have to get into, uh, you have an interesting story to tell. Um, First, let let me make sure we understand. You were raised as a Marxist. You were a full-fledged member of the Communist Party. Right, right, Um, correct. And and then then what happened to you? How did you get away from that? I started moving away. I quickly, you know, I was independent-minded, and I read a lot of books. And I, early on, learned what a monster Stalin was, the moral equivalent of Hitler. There was no difference between them. And once you learn that, you begin to say, oh, my God, what am I involved in? This is nothing I want to be involved in. And I moved away quickly. And I went through various steps. Uh, I became what you call a social democrat to the right of Bernie Sanders, but in that, that general group. And then I read a lot more. I read conservative books, conservative moral philosophy, economics, and I realized that, uh, you know, the alternative of a status bureaucratic state, which the state stands over the individual and programs everything, it just doesn't make sense. And I call myself now a conservative, somewhere on the center right. And you're with the Hudson Institute, which is not not known to have communists running around. Absolutely running around in the hallways. Not. And right. I became disillusioned because of a lot of things. I wrote a memoir on it years ago, a trip to Cuba, let me see, in the 1970s, let me see the reality of communism. It was a horrendous experience. I wrote a well-known book on the Rosenberg case, the Adam Spies in the 50s. I found mm. out they were guilty. And, uh, you know, for various reasons, I quickly moved away from the milieu in which I grew up. Ron, so, I would I would love to spend an afternoon and just pick your brain and just learn from you. Um, you have been there and done that, and all the things that we are facing. And uh, we'd love to have you and next time you're in yeah. Dallas. You let me know. I'd love to. Sure, I'd love absolutely. to sit down with you. Glad to. So let's uh, let's let's talk a little bit about this um, right. this article. Of, and before you get into the uh, the meat of the article, where did it happen? Uh, your meeting um, because. Right because it's being denied. Where did it happen? Well, Tell me oh, about it. Oh, no, it, did, it happened in 2014. It was October. And uh, it was at a, I was invited to a party at his townhouse. I didn't know what it was. They said, just go to the Breitbart embassy. You'll see the plaque on the door. It was in the capital Hill, Hill area in Washington, D.C. So I took the metro down. I, lit, I recently moved back to Silver Spring, Maryland, on the red line. Went into, uh, it was a very cold night. I remember I walked. It's a short walk. I was freezing. Uh, and I walked 
up to a town. There was a town that's the Brightmart Embassy. There were people there I knew. I was standing around, and he came up to me, introduced himself to me, and said, this is, this is my home you're in. I had never met him before, and I didn't even know it was his home. I just you go to the Breitbart Embassy. Okay, and, so uh, you, you, met Steve, you yeah. met Steve Bannon, who is now right. the director of Breitbart.com and the chief executive of the Trump campaign. Right. Okay. Right. And he came up to me unsolicited. I had not met him before. I had not been introduced to him when I walked in. He said, I'm Steve Bannon. This is my home. And then he just laid out this thing on me. I didn't ask him to. And he said, boy, this, this is the time we're going to defeat all these guys and just bring down the whole establishment. I said, oh, you know, I just let him talk. I was, and he said, I want you to know I'm a Leninist. And I, you know, I was rather stunned. What, what does that mean? He said, Lenin wanted to smash and destroy the state. That's my goal, too. I want to destroy the state and bring down everything, including the Republican and Democratic parties. And he said that uh, his goal, he said, then described himself to me as the coordinator of the Tea Party groups in the East Coast. And he said, what we're going to do is get our people elected, hold them accountable, and then when they win, uh, if they don't go along, they betray us, we'll quickly get them out of office and hold them accountable, and we'll soon be able to take over everything and crash and bring down the whole establishment. Uh, so at that point, I had just that day or that week read an article that was on National Review Online by the economist Thomas Sowell, who I respect greatly, very, very good thinker, and I read something he, he, he wrote that day, and I said, well, you know, this kind of logic was just attacked by Tom Sowell, uh, did you happen to read this piece that was on National Review online this week? And he said, Tom Sowell, he's a liberal. Uh, and National Review, that's a leftist magazine, just like the Weekly Standard. We want to destroy them all. They're part of the establishment. We want to get rid of them. Uh, and I was sort of taken aback. I mean, these were, you can disagree with anything that's in any particular issue. Every, not everything every magazine writes is correct, has hearing in its pages is correct. And I said, well, you know, these are legitimate conservative magazines. You have people arguing points of view. He said, no, 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 no one reads them. Uh, they're irrelevant, and uh, they're, they're part of everything we want to destroy. So, you know, I was I was rather speechless. I, was, I didn't bring up any arguments against him. <clears throat> and he just carried on, went on to talk uh, about his whole goal uh, of destroying everything, which to me is nihilism. And I think, you know, unfortunately, I didn't ask him, please expand on what you mean by saying you're a Leninist. But he clearly was saying that when Lenin began, uh, he was trying to destroy every kind of civil political party in old uh, pre-post-Tsarist Revolution Russia. When you had the, uh, the social Russian moderates in control, uh, the Christian Democrats and the Social Democrats, uh, who were not... Bolsheviks. They were the Bolsheviks, the totalitarian movement in embryo, ready to be born and take over the whole state. Uh, he was trying to smash and destroy and delegitimize everything. And of course, if you know anything about Russian history, they wanted there was an existing parliament, the Duma, uh, which represented all political parties. And they pretended to say we were just running for position in Duma. And once the Bolsheviks took control of, uh, of the Duma, they immediately obliterated it, dissolved it, and created a government run by the so-called Soviets. Uh, the first act they did was an act of really uh, 
revolution against elected parliamentary body, the Duma, was to dissolve it. And uh, that was what Lenin was talking about. He proved true to his promise. He destroyed everything and created the mechanism where his one party could take over the whole society without anybody even voting it in. It was really, you know, those of us who study Soviet history call it a coup. It was not a, the Bolsheviks were not elected. They staged a military coup against the existing elected government. And that should have given everyone at the time a clue as to what the Bolsheviks wanted to do with uh, Russia. And, uh, you know, in essence, he was saying, I don't think he was saying he was a communist, he believed in Marxism and all the principles that enunciated later. Uh, he was trying to say he was following Lenin's methodology of destroying everything, and then the people Bannon supported could take over. Uh, that's not a good precedent or a good model to have for any inspiration for someone who is a would-be conservative, uh, holding up Lenin and the Bolshevik path as a method for gaining power. Run, uh, that's um, why it seemed bizarre to me. Ron, I, I, I have, uh, you're the perfect guy to talk to because you've studied it from the other side. You've studied it as a kid of, right. okay, how do we get these things done? I've studied it, how do we stop these things? Right. Um, but exactly. I've, I've looked at South American um, uh, uh, revolutions. I've looked at the Soviet Revolution. I've looked at World War II. I've looked at what happened in Hungary. Um, and I see what's happening now. Occupy Wall Street, the Golden right. Dawn Party. Um, what's his name in Russia, uh, Pat? Dugan. Uh, Dugan, um, who is Vladimir Putin's guy, Alexander Dugan. Um, right. What's happening in France? What's happening now with what you say with Bannon? Everybody is looking for the same thing, and that is chaos. Because they know right. if they smash the system, someone can take over and change everything. Right. Soros, Soros is doing this. Right. You dissolve the edifice and the moral fiber that holds society together. We want a society based on individual rights, on liberty and freedom, in which the individual, not the state, counts. And what he's doing is setting up uh, the opposite of what America needs and America deserves, which is continuation of a free society. Uh, so, you Ron, know... You must... uh, you must, when you wrote this article, you must know, as I do, you're not going to, you're being called a communist again. Yeah. Um, right. You are, you are um, in the crosshairs of this guy, as are we. He has already sent messages to people around us that till his dying breath, he will live to destroy me and people like me. Right. Um, and that would include you. You also know right. that there are millions of people who are are saying Hillary Clinton is so bad, I'd rather roll the dice with Donald Trump. Right. And right. I, I am concerned. I am mainly concerned. My biggest concern is that Donald Trump has every earmark of a South American dictator and and is surrounding himself. Every time he makes a change, it's somebody worse and yeah, I know. Uh, he surrounds himself with the worst kind of people. I read this article from you yesterday, and I thought, people have got to know. They have to know. But they're not going to listen, Ron. How, how are you? What are you feeling is coming? It's exasperating. It's totally exasperating, the support for Trump. Not that, you know, I can understand. It was an interesting op-ed in the New York Times the other day by a guy who talked about the gun issue very moving piece where he said it's really not the guns it's the last thing people have 
to hold the community together that's been taken away from them. And he said that it's understandable. This guy grew up in coal mining country. He said it's understandable why people are support, supporting Trump. Everything that held their communities together has disappeared. And the mm-hmm. only thing left that they seem to have some leverage on is to support gun rights. And he explains that. He said, but, but you know, there are scores of people who uh, are not part, part of the dispossessed old white working class that is disappearing, who are very intelligent. And they're putting aside everything they knew to support Trump in the hope that somehow it will turn out for the better. And ignoring everything we know about Donald Trump, it's astounding to me. I mean, this is a guy who brags, uh, as I just read in that long series based on extensive interviews with him by those Washington Post reporters, in which they, he told them, in essence, that he doesn't read anything. He can't even read briefing papers. He just wants to know in a few succinct sen- sen- sentences what some of the things should be done, and he'll decide on his gut feeling. Now, oh anyone gosh. who says that to reporters can't be president. The president has to make crucial decisions that could balance the entire life of humanity could be at stake. Mm. And he's going to make a decision just on his gut feeling. That's frightening. Uh, you I mean, you know you know the history of Hillary Clinton. You know how many right. socialists, oh. how many radicals, how many Marxists. She loved Sololinsky's first book, which was all about communism and Marxism. She's going down the same path. Um, what's the difference between the well, two? Well, how could he yeah, be I, worse than she is? Well, I happen to think. I'm sure you disagree. Many people disagree. With me. I think she has a better understanding of certain foreign policy issues and thinks through them more carefully uh, than others. I mean, for example, people deny this. They point to past statements, which I will not deny she's made. She's done a lot of bad things, as we all know. Uh, But she gave a courageous pro-Israel speech that did not help her with the Democratic Party's base, with the Sanders people, with the left wing. Her Brooklyn speech uh, was 100% in defense of Israel. And people can say, oh, she's lying to get the Jewish vote. Well, yeah. she didn't help her. It doesn't help her with scores of Democrats who are so, totally opposed to Israel, as we saw from that last uh, four years ago Democratic convention where everyone booed uh, the pro-Israel side. Uh, so I think that certain things she's better. Uh, but And that she at least can think. I mean, I, I sort of agree with Charles Murray. who said that at least she's in the parameters of a regular corrupt politician. Whereas Trump, uh, as Brett Stevens said, is a sociopath. At least he said Hillary Clinton isn't a sociopath. That's a low bar, low standard uh, to cross. But I'd say there are other alternatives. Some people are voting in Ben Sass. Other people, I'm very impressed, having seen his interviews on TV with Evan McMillan, who I think is a serious, sound, conservative, very thoughtful guy. I mean, I think his plan to get through... uh, and uh, get through and get somewhere uh, by depriving each, both Hillary and uh, right, right, right. Trump of, of the electoral college votes, is the long shot. But the guy's right. a serious guy. So, in fact, people who don't like either have an alternative. They don't right. have to vote. Ron, uh, I, I, hate to, I hate to break you off. This is a fascinating conversation. Love to, love to spend some more time with you, but we're up against a hard break. But thank you sure. very much. And I appreciate uh, the time spent talking to you today. Yeah, thank you so much, Glenn. Appreciate you bet. it. Good you bet. Um, this is something worth sharing and talking about. 
anyone around a president, any president, who says I'm a Leninist is a real problem. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com.